0: Hey everyone, in today's episode, I talk to Dr. Alex Schechter about a very relevant and pertinent topic if you have pets at all, common pet allergies. We discuss symptoms that may arise, treatments, and ultimately, what you should do if you think your pet is suffering. This episode was also brought to you by Shameless Pets, an all-natural, nutritionist-crafted, sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery stores. They're made in the USA and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's get right into today's episode. Hi everyone, I'm Daniela from Mela Pet Care and today I'm joined by a special guest, Dr. Alex Schechter. He's a vet, also an innovator who is focused on the future, and he's opening a new clinic in Metro Detroit, so that is awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Schechter.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for for having me, Daniela.
0: Of course. So would you like to introduce yourself and give a little bit of personal background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm uh, uh, born and raised in Metro Detroit, a Midwesterner at heart, and uh, uh, after school, I moved to New York City, and did an extra year of emergency and, and specialty training at a, a specialty center in, in Midtown Manhattan. And then after that, I uh, started my own concierge house call service and did house calls uh, throughout New York City before helping launch uh, a kind of forward thinking brick and mortar startup in, uh, in Hell's Kitchen. And so did that for about five years and then, uh, you know, had a, a calling to come back home and, and just move back to Metro Detroit about five months ago and, and uh, planning on, on looking at some new opportunities in the Metro Detroit area. So I'm uh, super excited about uh, the next chapter in my veterinary career.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, I love that story. And so today we're here to talk about pet allergies humans have them, pets have them, but most pet parents, I don't think really realize that their pets may be going through an allergic reaction or having some adverse reactions to things surrounding them in the environment. And so to really start off, what are some very basic, simple signs of allergies in pets? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So the most common thing that we see in our, our dogs and cats is itching. And so what you'll notice is whether they're licking their paws or licking their groin or scratching, you know, their, their 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 rear end or scratching at their ears, pawing at their face. It's really a little bit different than human allergies, where you think of stuffy nose, sneezing. The major sign in our pets is is, is itching. And what happens is secondary to the licking and the itching is they get infections. And so what, what pet parents may notice is. Hey, there's some hair loss on my dog's belly, or there's some, you know, little red bumps or scabs, or, you know, my dog's ears smell terrible. There may be an ear infection. And typically a lot of those, you know, the infection is secondary to the itching because you know, of underlying allergies that, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about it. Cause then the question is, okay, well, what are the types of allergies in dogs is sometimes they can have GI signs. Um, like soft stool or diarrhea, if there's a food component to
0: it. All right. Yeah. So you touched on that. What are pet allergies? You know, what do pets respond to in their environment? And like, what should pet parents know about allergies in general?
1: Sure. Yeah. So there are three major allergies um, in dogs and cats. And so it's flea allergies, food allergies, and environmental allergies. And so, you know, More often than not, you know, we can rule out flea allergies right away because a lot of our, you know, our pets are on, you know, flea medication every month that they take. And so what we see in practice, the two major ones would be food allergies and environmental allergies. And uh, it's often, you know, pretty difficult to, you know, distinguish between the two of them because they have, you know, basically the, the same clinical signs. And so, you know, part of the workup when you go to your vet is trying to figure out, hey, is it food allergies, environmental, a little combination of both and then kind of, hey, what can we do about it to uh, to make them feel better?
0: We interrupt this episode to remind you of Shameless Pets, an all natural nutritionist crafted sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery store. They're made in the USA, and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's continue with this episode. Right. And so then going off of that, what might a parent do even just at home to minimize the effects of allergens? You know, say, let's put away the poisonous food or let's make sure the environment is safe for them. What can they do to make sure that their pets are healthy and happy?
1: Yeah, sure. So, from a food allergy component, it's typically you know the protein that uh, they're allergic to. So, chicken, beef, pork—something that they've been exposed to frequently—that kind of causes this reaction. And so, the first thing that I always say is, "Hey, why don't you try switching your, you know, your pet to a protein they they haven't had before?" And so, you know, it's so common. There's a ton of different varieties out there. So, there's rabbit and duck and you know, lamb, something that, you know, they haven't been exposed to, to see if they respond well. Um, you know, the other thing is because depending on how severe it is, you, you have to be worried about cross-contamination in the, uh, you know, the manufacturing plants. And so there's even, you know, you can talk to your vet about there's prescription food where they make these foods in specific plants to try to basically, you know, minimize or not allow these cross-contaminants that can cause these flare ups. And then the environment's tough, right? Because, you know, you can't take your pet out of the environment unless you're planning on on moving. So, you know, they can be, the common allergies can be to anything, just like in humans. So grass or pollens or dust. Um, And so, you know, it's tough to kind of pinpoint it and remove it from the environment. Certainly, you know, what I typically tell my patients, hey, start, you know, get an air purifier, you know, it helps me, I have allergies and, and, and it helps, helps, uh, uh, you know, helps me during allergy season, talk to your vet, you know, we can control the signs. And so, you know, if you need to get them on an antihistamine like Claritin or Zyrtec, you know, you know, there's, there's dog specific antihistamines. And even we can prescribe those at the right doses under veterinary supervision to try to kind of uh, help with the itch. And then as cases become more severe, there's you know it's so common. There's a bunch of different types of medications that we can treat to try to control the itch, and it's imperative because one is we want them to to feel comfortable, and we also want to prevent you know secondary skin infections because you know it um, it could definitely lead to more serious things down the line. And so, um, you know, those are kind of some of the basic things, but certainly you know. It's really, there's a ton of different options out there. And it's so common that it's, it's all about understanding the signs with your pet and then getting ahead of it early and and talking to your vet and, and trying kind of these simple changes to see if, uh, see if it helps.
0: Yeah, no, you're definitely right then about like how it's hard to control the environment. But out of curiosity, you know, have you noticed any trends in terms of allergies and regions that pets and pet parents live in? Say, for instance, there are a lot of allergies in the mountains of Colorado or like the swamps of Alabama. Have you seen this regional disparity at all?
1: Yeah, you know, I've only practiced in the Midwest and out east. And so it's a great question. I think that I see it more regionally during certain seasons. And so typically the most common is, is kind of this, this transition from summer to fall or from, you know, winter to spring, like the pollens are bad. There's these changes of seasons. And so, you know, at least here in, in, in kind of the Midwest, it's been, you know, a very mild fall where the weather has been warmer and because of this warm weather and these kind of changes from, okay, it was cold for a few days and then comes back to being warm 60, 70, you know, I'm seeing way more dogs that are continued, you know, continue to have these clinical signs and continue to be itchy further along in the season than I normally would. Um, but again, with that said, you know, I think it's the, you know, my, my, I suspect that, that, uh, areas that have four seasons would be most susceptible to kind of allergens because of the the changes.
0: Yeah, then that's definitely good for pet parents to know who are in these places that have more four seasons. And so you've mentioned a lot of really good tips, you know, about food, about controlling the environment, but you know, all of these are tend to be a little bit more on the home remedy side how does a pet parent know then when it's time to take their pet to the vet? Like, when can you say, oh God, these allergies are very severe, it's time to get like very professional help?
1: Sure, yeah. And I think that's a, you know, it's a great question. And there's kind of a a shift, you know, as now we try to be a bit bit more progressive, you know, we wanna see your pets when they're just starting to become, you know, itchy before it gets to the point, you know, where, Hey, there's, you know, a a massive skin infection or ear infection, because we can try There's, there's so many things we can try to do or give to kind of help prevent it from getting to that point. And so I think it's very individualized, you know, no, one's going to know their pet better than, you know, the, the pet parent and these owners. And it's kind of figuring out, Hey, now that you know, the signs, you know, when, if your pet is itching more than normal or, Hey, You know, my pet seems to have ear infections, you know, every, you know, late every summer, you know, that's the time to start to think about it and say, okay, well, maybe, you know, at the beginning of the summer, I should go to my vet to to talk about that and talk about allergies, because maybe we can then prevent it from happening.
0: Yeah, that's super clever. I think uh, a lot of parents that I have talked to are definitely on the other side of things where they wait and wait and wait until it gets progressively worse. And then, you know, once the skin starts falling off, that's when they go, "Ah, we should probably go to the vet. So it's yeah, it's great to think about in kind of more of a preventative manner. Yeah. Uh, And so since you've been very insightful, I think now is the perfect time for our Mela signature question, something that all of my guests get to answer on this show. And that is, what does pet health and wellness mean to you in today's day and age?
1: Wow, it's a a great question. I think that, I think there's this kind of shift in veterinary medicine that's been happening over the past five years where, you know, pets are, you know, a, a huge part of the family. And so being you know, at the forefront of that, and you know this new shift in treating pets as if they were, you know, really family members. We're doing so much more from, you know, a medical standpoint. We're, you know, allowed to do so much more. People are are willing to to try new things and 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 you know take care of their pets in 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 ways that they they weren't ten years ago. And so it's really exciting as all these new innovations come out and technology you know, there's, there's so much being developed in the veterinary medicine space. And I think that in the next, you know, five, 10 years, it's going to be a a huge shift.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that was a great answer. (laughs) Well, Dr. Chechter, thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's been a very short chat, but hopefully people learned a lot about pet allergies and know that please start preventing these things so that they don't happen and before it gets too late. So thank you for that chat.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you all for listening and hope you enjoyed this special episode. If you're interested in keeping up to date with what we're doing here at Mela, feel free to sign up for our newsletter at mella.ai newsletter for an exclusive look into our company. Thank you.